I'm Cherish Brown, and I believe in the power of a story well told. I am so fascinated by stories that teach and inspire. On this podcast, I sit down with various people who are taking passionate responsibility for their own lives and giving it their creative best. Creative best. Creative best. Hey, welcome to your Creative Best Podcast. I'm your host, Cherish Brown, and I thank you so much for tuning in today. There's so many things you could be doing, but you decided to come pay me a visit. So for that, I want to say thank you so much. If you have not already, be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel at Cherish Brown TV on YouTube and also subscribe to your Creative Best Podcast. You can find your Creative Best Podcast on all streaming platforms. So that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. Today, I'm sitting down with Sharbria Shine, who has been a motivational speaker, a minister, and blogger for several years. She's also an author and a playwright. She has a big show coming up. So we're going to talk about Single Woman Chronicles, which is the name of her production. And we're going to get into her journey. And so this conversation is great for anyone who has a strong desire to live their best lives and to max out their season. You definitely want to tune in. It's also a great conversation for creatives. Sharbria is not one to wait for an opportunity. She creates them for herself. So I definitely think you want to stick around. Again, thank you for tuning in and let's get right to it. Here's my conversation with Sharbria. Hi, Sharbria. Hi, how are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You have an immediate glow. You have an immediate glow. (laughs) Anybody ever tell you that? I know somebody calls you. Heard it. But it's so funny because now that I'm married, people are like, are you pregnant? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Now they think it's a pregnancy go. But, yeah. but I've yeah. heard it a lot. Yes. You know, when you got married and I saw your last name was Shine, I'm like, that is the perfect last name for her. Oh. <laughs> <That> <laughs> I'm is- not going to lie. I was like, Lord, my last name is going to be Shine. Like, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's perfect for you. You are definitely a bright light. So thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's so good to see you. Um, Shabria and I were talking just a few minutes before we started the show, talking about how we met. We actually met, um, is maybe four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, we were auditioning for a play. And so we both got in the play and, yeah. and we were rehearsing together and everything. And so we just stayed in contact since then. And uh, I was just telling her how she's always been consistent, so encouraging, so motivating. And I also want to let you know, Shabria, that you are one of those people who don't wait for things to happen. That's not the way it seems. It doesn't seem like you just sit around and wait for things to happen. Yeah. You just kind of create your own opportunities and build your own thing. And that's what I've enjoyed watching from you. Uh, these years. So I just wanted to let you know that. Yeah. So, (laughs) so we're going to get started. This question I'm going to ask you to kick off is a question that I ask everyone that I talk to, and it's a question about you. So who is Sharbria Shine? 
oh my God, guys, I'm so complex. <laughs> but really, that is a great question. So who I am today is a person that just loves to empower people. I love to just create and just inspire people. But as far as my background, a lot of people now who mean they know me from like, oh, she's a speaker. She's an author. You know, she does her YouTube videos. But what they don't really know is that I actually had a musical theater background. Like I grew up dancing. It first started with dance and then acting and then singing. Then I went to a performing arts school and then a little bit at Columbia. And then it's always been in my heart. And then I switched to business out of the blue guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the blue, I switched to business, got a business degree and then kind of went into management for years. And people don't know that. And it was, it was cool. I really did like it, but that creativity within me and just loving to speak out and to Mm -hmm. reach people was like, oh my God, like I need to get back into just my roots of the arts and just speaking out to people with my videos. And I love that. And of course the business helps, right? The business degree, because that goes into what I do. And I think that's so important, but I'm just a creative person. I'm bubbly. I'm outgoing, Mm -hmm. optimistic. Um, But I also, one thing my sister always laughs about, she says like, when it's time for business, you're really serious. And it's true. (laughs) Like on one end, love to have a great time, um, bubbly and fun. But on the other end, when it's time to do something, I'm very goal oriented Mm -hmm. and just I want to get it done. I'm all about planning and just maxing it out and getting it done on time. So I know we're going to talk about your big project that's coming up. But talk to us a little bit about um, just your journey, like the the projects that have led up to to this one. Absolutely. So actually just, I was always writing, but never told anyone like, so I've written a ton of books already that I haven't even published and stories. Yeah. I just love to write stories. So when I was single, I had a time, you know, where everybody's like, Oh, I'm lonely, this and that. Mm-hmm. I maxed it out. Like I use that time to create, like I just start writing yeah. stories and just creating. And so it started off with actually me um, starting a blog. And then I started the single unsatisfied movement. And from there, I wrote the book, as we talked about the single mm-hmm. woman's guide to fulfillment, single unsatisfied. And then from there, uh, I know we're going to talk about the place. So I'll stop before I talk about the play. <laughs> but then I wrote some other books. So I wrote a couple of teen books, no fiction okay. for teen girls. And then um, I actually wrote a musical that I've never done yet just for fun I just I was bored and I wrote a musical and so that's not the play that I'm doing in October but I've always just had like projects under my sleeve so next what's coming up is the single woman's purity guide because I get so many questions about that journey and just that experience from single women so I'm like let me just write the guide let me write the book to help Mm -hmm. encourage women in that journey and so yeah that and other books about the marriage life, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I um I just love to write and I also write music. Mm-hmm. So I do have an EP out right now called Rescue Me. And that's just, you know, my journey with God, but also with relationships. So. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So you just said so much. <laughs> but I think I think the message of it all though, you said while you were single, you were just yeah. creating. And it, it wasn't necessarily yeah. to have a flyer out or to invite no. people to come see it, have an audience. You were just no. creating because that's who you are. Yeah. That's who and you it are. was fun. And it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so key. Yeah. I think that's so key, especially when we're single. We feel like we have to wait for for it to be our time, our season, our moment, someone to tell us or invite us into a space. But yeah, I mean, you guys are hearing it. That's, 
That's not the way it's supposed to be. There's so much that you can be doing while you're waiting for anything, whether it's that job, that promotion, that relationship, whatever it is. Yeah. Always something that you could be doing. So, so thank you for sharing that. Um, So let's talk single woman chronicles. Yes. Correct. Yes, you did. Okay. You did. Everyone struggles with it. (laughs) Cause I want (laughs) to say women so bad. Yes. Everyone, everyone does. (laughs) Okay. So tell us all about that because literally I feel like we have so much in common with the performance arts. I love this kind of stuff. So walk me from when you first got the idea, what led you to the idea and how you fleshed it to become this production. Absolutely. So when I actually got married, we moved um, to South Carolina because of my husband's job. Well, he was already there. So I moved there. And so I wasn't working anymore. And so that was very different. I'm like, oh, I'm a busy body. I like to stay busy. I'm like, oh my gosh. But I did focus more, you know, my creative projects and I was starting to get so bored. And my husband was just like, well, what do you want to do? Like, what is it you want to do? You have a lot of talent. You like a lot of things. But what is that thing that's going to like make you happy? What do you want to do right now? And I was like, I love musical theater. I would love to get back into musical theater. But in South Carolina, there wasn't much going on. Um, And so he's like, so just do it. And I'm like, what do you mean? Just do it. Mm -hmm. He's like you don't have to write a play right now. Just do clips. Just do some fun clips on YouTube and just yeah. have some fun. Literally out of the blue came Single Woman Chronicles. So yeah. I did an episode a week and it was just, it was actually, it was kind of funny. It was just improv monologues. And yeah. I did that so I wouldn't make myself nervous. I know that sounds weird because some people like to rehearse, but I would just say, okay, I'm going to get on camera and mm-hmm. I'm just going to go. Yeah. And I would just go and then it would be what it is. And then I would just, you know, one time was about a toxic relationship, another time about still being single and struggling. And so after I was done with that, I got a good response and literally just God inspired the play just started coming to me just from those little clips. And I just started to write. And so in about a month's time, I fleshed out this entire play. And that's why I know it was God inspired because it was easier than writing the book, (laughs) my book, you know, it was much easier, which it's weird, you know, because a play is a big production, mm-hmm. but I was just able to take from those little monologues that I did major themes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, let, let's create the story that's going to empower single women all over. That's going to encourage them to kind of like live their own life, make their yeah. own expectations, make their own lane, despite pressures of society, their parents, or maybe even the church to hurry up and get married, like yeah. make your own destiny and yeah. max out your season, no matter where you are. And so I challenge a lot of stigmas and just mm-hmm. stereotypes of just being single. And it's funny mm-hmm. too, you know, we have some, you know, monologues that really hone in on some of the experiences of single yeah. women. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. So, um, First of all, when is the production? When is the, what yeah. are the dates? So it's October 23rd um, yep, okay. of this year in Maryville, Indiana at mm-hmm. Living Hope Church, 2 p.m. Yep. Okay, perfect. So I'll make sure I get that information from you so I can include it in here. But so are any of the monologues based on your journey? On your Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yes. So what I did with the story, it's not completely like my life story, yeah. but I did take pieces of things that happened to me and friends mm-hmm. and put it all together and to help make it, you know, a little bit more juicy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And honestly, real to me, like I'm a passionate person. And I also am a person that I don't think I could ever be in something that I didn't feel, yeah. even if it's not my situation. Cause as mm-hmm. actress, right. We do all kinds of things that may not be our situation, mm-hmm. but I have to really feel it, you know? And so, so yeah. this is just really 
like my baby, like it's such a passion project because I'm so passionate about women finding their identity and just purpose apart from another human being. I'm so passionate about that before they get married. Um, And even if they want to stay single, just knowing that it's powerful to stand in purpose as a single woman, you know? And so, yeah, it's a lot of my story and other women's stories. And it's just the monologues. I really feel them. And Mm -hmm. even the ladies who are doing the other roles. And I just feel like I, we will be able to, you know, really portray that to the women who are listening to us. So, Mm, okay. Okay. So, so who should check out single woman chronicles? Absolutely. Honestly, everyone's asking me like, is it just for single women? It's a funny play. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's entertaining. Mm -hmm. So we have people that are coming that are married, that are single, single, that are dating, (laughs) they're bringing their booze. I mean, I mean, we have people like from all walks of life and they asked about uh, like children. So what I was telling everyone is Mm -hmm. teenagers and up. so we would suggest probably about the youngest 12 and up, but the girls are young girls. They need to see it. They need to also learn some of these lessons. And so, yeah, we have all kinds of people coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like when you say singles, especially, you know, in the Christian world and the church world, it, it gets yeah. a stigma and sometimes single people don't even want to participate or engage because they feel like they're labeled as like this, like strange subgroup or, or something yes. like that. But really the lessons that you learn in your singlehood are life lessons regardless period. And, you know, yes. you need to be solidified in your identity and who you are definitely when you're single before you ever connect with another person um, in that way. So I know you speak a lot to young women about purity. Yeah. So just how you go about doing that. I still don't hear that talked about enough. I I feel like, and, you know, of course there's listeners from different walks of life, uh, those who desire um, to live a life of abstinence. Um, I do like to give space for that yeah. conversation to let people know that they're, they're not alone. You know, you're right. not the only person on the, in the world yeah, yeah, <laughs> with yeah. this desire, or you're not the only person who may struggle with it, who has yeah. this as, as a goal. So um, just to narrow down this question um, mm-hmm. first, let's start with the, the abstinence. Why was that important for you to include in your messaging, in your speeches, in your conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. So for me, it first stemmed from my relationship with God, you know, just wanted to please him uh, with my life, with my body, but also honestly, from being in a place of not being a virgin, mm-hmm. um, I knew what some of that sexual activity did to me in my life, um, the soul ties mentally, emotionally, yeah. even, you know, making excuses for bad relationships, because let's be real, if the sex is good, you making all kinds of excuses, right. you know, <laughs> you're like, oh, he's the one, ain't he? it's like girl no that is not the one no 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 so you know just that and also in my previous job um I learned so much about you know what it does do to you mentally or the chemistry Mm. in your brain and those things because I worked for a nonprofit organization who taught us those things to teach um to young people and so it was so important to me to when I got married to honor God in my marriage, but also Mm -hmm. to have nothing distracting me from seeing who this person really is and developing a pure relationship truly based off of who you are, your personality, your values, your relationship with God, how you treat me. Mm -hmm. Um, Can we actually develop a strong bond without having sexual activity? So for me, those things were so important. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it seems impossible. I mean, I hear women all the time like, 
there is no man out there like that girl please you know especially not the kind of man I want he's gonna be Mm -hmm. lame or he's gonna be this or that yeah and you know that's a lot of people's experiences right um Mm -hmm. I've heard that a lot and for me it boils down to trusting God with my life and like Mm -hmm. hey God if you promise to give me the desires of my heart and you, you, um, you know, you created marriage and purity is important to you, then I know you got a man out there for me yeah. and I'm not going to settle for less. I'm going to yeah. trust you in this. And that doesn't mean the journey is always easy because girl, <laughs> sometimes it was not. <laughs> I mean, people try to pretend like I was absent for 50 years and it was yeah. nothing. <laughs> okay yeah it it was tough you know at times you know yeah and so um, I had to keep myself busy occupied in God's word around the right people Mm -hmm. would hold me accountable I had an accountability partner even though I wanted to feel like I'm a grown woman I don't need that I'm like you need that you know and then in my dating process up front I kind of just wanted to know where that man was and that really helped weed out a lot of people that would actually take me down a road that you know wouldn't end up being abstinent but let's be real. It can be two people that want to be abstinent and your passion. You can just fall because you're in love or, you know, yeah. you have hormones, you're human. Let's, yeah. you know, so I, I do want to say for those who are Christian, sex is not bad. I think sometimes there's a stigma that it's dirty or it's right. bad. Girl, no, it's like we were created that way. There mm-hmm. is nothing bad. It's a beautiful thing in the right context, you mm-hmm. know? So in yeah. The right. Context, context is so key. So your three takeaways for me were trust God, if yeah. you're on this journey and you're trying to find the, you know, quick, clear cut way <laughs> yeah. to, try to safeguard yourself. Number one, you got to trust God that this is a, a possible option for your yeah. life. You got to trust God to bring that right person to you. Also accountability, mm-hmm. surrounding yourself with people who know your desires, know your goals, but also know that you're human. So yes. who can see you in context of, Uh, where you want your life to go, you know, and I'm speaking very just plain practical here. You know, you love God, you want to live a certain way. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a goal. So you set that goal, just like you set a business goal, an educational goal, whatever else, Yeah. you know, so trusting God, having accountability, that community, and then setting boundaries, you know, with the, with the person that you're with now, see, this is a question that is interesting because just say you meet a person, Uh uh-huh. When do you have this conversation to yeah. try to figure out where they are with where, it? Where they are with that? Yeah, yeah. Do you say it on the first date? Do you say it when you're talking on the phone? Like, yeah. When? I get that question all the time. Honestly, yeah. I feel like it is your comfortability level, but I think that you you can't wait too long. Yeah. Because like for me, I've been in situations where I waited too long to find out, oop, we're not on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah. then so I learned early on, like, okay, this is something that's important to me. On the first mm-hmm. date, no it's right. casual you're getting to know you know what's their favorite color do they have a job what do they want yeah. you know like you're, you're finding out little things yeah. you know yeah. is there even a spark because I mean attraction's important right so mm-hmm. you're just finding out some of those little things but when you start to see like oh okay I might mm-hmm. like this person you know I'm feeling them we seem like we have some things in common yeah. I think that you should you know be okay to ask those questions and I do have a book a dating guide actually for singles and I talk about oh, some perfect. of that stuff like first dates and how to ask those questions and questions to ask so, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you got to fill it out. You got to be conscious of it. You know, yeah. you don't wait until the last minute until you're already like three months in, in love, right? In love. He's the perfect person. And you're like, oh, maybe we should talk about this. You know, even before you meet anybody, yes. have it in your mind that these are my limitations. And yeah. anybody who comes in my life, I'm going to trust that God's going to bring the right person. So 
this is going to be a conversation eventually, you know yeah. what I mean? And then yeah. Just, just trust God to show you how to, to go about doing that. But I will say for the ladies specifically, if he is, you know, serious about you, if, if he has a clear mind and a clear heart and, and good intentions, he will make that clear that that's he even will. a conversation that you all need to be having. He will yes. definitely make it, make it clear yeah. that he desires to walk with you, um, yeah. this life journey. So, yeah, I mean, and you make a great point because when I met my husband, I, I didn't have to bring the conversation up. He brought it wow. up. Okay. And that was the first time that ever happened. I wow. always brought the conversation up. So for me, that right there was very different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he actually brought it up and just for him to say like, Hey, I'm not having sex until we're married. If we do wow. get married, I was shocked. You know, mm-hmm. um, I obviously I've been in relationships where, you know, we have said we're going to wait. And sometimes we have failed. Right. In mm-hmm. one of my relationships. So, you know, that conversation came up. But this is the first one where he's like, I'm just going to let you know, I'm going to honor you until marriage. And yeah. it's not just because of what you think. I'm honoring God first and foremost, you know? And so that for me was like a game changer. I was like, oh my God, like, yeah. okay, you know? <laughs> um, so <laughs> yeah, like, thank you, Lord. But I got to the point where I wasn't afraid to have those conversations. And I think you have to know your value and that your value and goals are greater than losing a relationship that wasn't meant anyway. Mm. And I think sometimes when we're afraid of that, sometimes we don't bring it up because we're like, ooh, this might turn him off or, well, yes. good. Because then that means he's not the one for you because you guys yeah. don't have same goals, you know? Yes. So yeah, it's how important is it to you, you know? Ooh. Or do you just want to settle because you're like, oh, but he's this, he's that, I don't want to lose him. Okay. But if you start compromising who you are at the beginning, the whole relationship, you're going to compromise yeah. who you are. So yeah. that's something to just be conscious of because I see women who are like, oh yeah, that's fine. But we ended up getting married. Okay, cool. You ended up getting married. But then along the way, because he's yeah. not, he doesn't value what you value. And I'm not talking about sex anymore, but other mm-hmm. things that's important, like maybe your relationship with God or whatever, mm-hmm. you're starting to compromise. Yeah. You know, so you're going to have to do what you did to get them to keep them. So, oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. You just said <laughs> some, like, we could literally talk just about this for so long yes. because there is such a need um, for that place in relationships where you hit that crossroad. It's like a, an indicator that goes off almost like yes. a, uh, when you're in the car, when the <laughs> tires blow out, it's like, okay, do I get out of this car? Do I yeah. get off this journey? What do I do? Cause now I got to deal with loneliness. Now I got to delete, delete all the pictures out of the cell phone. Yeah. You know, yeah. Unfriend this person. Maybe I became good friends with their family and their friends. You don't have to do this whole tearing apart process. And that's difficult. So yeah. I think we do need to talk more about how, you know, people and not just women, you know, men yeah. and women can really choose what they value um over over anything else and be okay with that um yeah oh that's so good I wish I was (laughs) there but I'm gonna move on Um, (laughs) okay so I want to talk about what inspires you yeah yeah um, creatively because you do have so many things going on and like you said you know you can kind of do anything because you're an actress and that's what we do. But when it speaks to you, when it inspires you, that's when you can really connect with it. So tell me about the things that inspire you creatively um, and how you keep that fire going. For sure. I would definitely say, and I always go back to empowering women, Mm -hmm. but just being a part of ministry for a while, you see so much brokenness Um, and particularly 
all women, you know, but really being single, I've seen that a whole lot, you know, struggling with being single and with their identity, their purpose, their value. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, that inspires me, anything that I can do to help, to encourage, to motivate for them to have a a fuller life, more joyful life, whole life, to be whole in Christ, to know that their identity comes from their creator. Uh, I'm so motivated by that. So it's funny because there's projects that I've actually been a part of and I stepped mm-hmm. back from it because I just, it was a cute project, but it, it the end game for me, it wasn't motivating because I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's just a cute project. But at the end, if somebody changed, if somebody inspired, yeah. if somebody want to, you know, encourage to go on another day. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's not the standard for everyone. And it doesn't have to be. But at this point in my life, I'm just there, you know. Yeah, so yeah. if I ever do take on someone else's projects, it would be something that really motivates me because it's helping someone else. So I'm so inspired just by helping someone else to move forward in life, to be healed, to be delivered, to move mm-hmm. on, to be their best selves. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How were you introduced to this realm of entertainment and performing? Um, yeah. Like you said, you grew up, um, you have a background in musical theater, but yeah. what, like, did you watch someone on TV with someone in your family musical? How did you become introduced? Yeah. Um, because a lot of your ministry flows through, through this, or yeah. a lot of this flows in, into your ministry. So how did you become introduced to this world? Yeah. So my father is musical. Yes. So he writes, yeah, he writes music and he says he doesn't sing, but he sings, but he never (laughs) wants to sing. Uh, So, um, and he plays the guitar and the bass. So I grew up, he had a studio growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, but music wasn't really my first thing as far as singing or writing. I never knew I could write, um, as far as music until probably I was 16. I knew that I could write. Um, I was good at English, you know, as far as I made A's and all that great story, but as far as music, I didn't know, but it really started when I was about three. Every time that um, my family got together, it's so funny. I would put on my grandfather's hat and get yeah. his cane. And I would make, I would sing the blues will make you happy. The blues will make you sad. And I would just <laughs> do this song all the time for my family. And they were like, she likes to perform, you know? And so um, people actually grabbed me to perform for things. So when I was in kindergarten, you know, people were like, um, the instructors were, can you dance? Can she do this? Can, Mm -hmm. you know, can she be a little cheerleader mascot? So I started to realize, okay, I'm good at these things. And I I will never forget um, at one of our black history programs, one of the teachers asked me and my best friend to do a dance. And we didn't know how to choreograph dance. We were like in second grade, mm-hmm. but someone who lived across the street, she had point shoes. She did ballet professionally. Wow. She helped us. And when I saw her like <laughs> on her point shoes and I, I fell in love and that was mm-hmm. it. I started professional dance lessons and then it started from dancing, then getting into choir and then getting into plays. And then yeah. I went to um, a performing arts school and middle school and got into it in high school and then went to Columbia for a little bit. And then yeah. I just... I just loved it. Oh my goodness. That moment, yeah. that first moment that you, that spark happens. Yeah. It's so important. It, it is. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, so I have two moments really. So yeah. One of my first moments, uh, as a kid, I saw the movie Polly, which was Pollyanna, oh, yeah. but it was the, the black version of, of yeah. Pollyanna with Felicia Rashad and, mm-hmm. and, and Rudy, I call her Rudy, but she's yeah. Night. <laughs> yeah, Rudy. Um, yeah. And they were dancing and singing and, you know, the, the scene where she, um, injures herself. 
like I was so obsessed with that movie like I'm like yeah. I just need to injure myself so I can have like this dramatic <laughs> dramatic comeback <laughs> in life like that's what I was thinking it was it was that moment and then also my mom is really involved in in the arts and yeah. fashion more so and so I grew up doing shows you know doing oh, her wow. shows yeah. and for this one show she had it at this big venue and they had a Whitney Houston impersonator perform yeah. Oh my God. I was backstage watching that woman. Like when she first came out in the outfit, I, I could have sworn it was Whitney Houston. Wow. I just fell in love with how she was able to engage the audience. (laughs) It's like those moments that just changes a kid's life. Like, oh my God, that's what I want. I want to be able to touch people that way. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, it definitely, when it's in you like that, it definitely carries over into everything that you do. It does. Yeah. 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 It's like, you can't, you can't get away from it. Um, So you are very passionate. Like anything that I see you do, you are like 150% with it, which (laughs) I love. So what kind of advice um, could you give for those who, are creative. They love yeah. the arts, but for some reason they just are distracted. Maybe they're just having difficulty, yeah. you know, tapping into that zone, staying with yeah. it. You know, what yeah. would you yeah. say to somebody who wants to create something? Yeah. And and they're just in a rut. Yeah, I would definitely say make goals. I'm such yeah. a person about looking like seeing your vision before yeah. you. So yeah. yeah, put it on a board, you know, write it on the wall, see it every day and write mm-hmm. a deadline, make a deadline. Yeah. Cause when sometimes I don't make a deadline, it's five years later. And it's like, <laughs> really, you should have been done with that. Make a deadline, yeah. but also um, have a little small markers along the way that you show that you are progressing and mm-hmm. reward yourself for those things yeah. and have an accountability partner. So yeah. how's that book coming? Mm-hmm. Okay, how's that book? You're like, are you serious? Leave me alone. Yeah. But how is that book coming? Like your deadline is in three weeks. And it may seem annoying, but it's so helpful if, if it's hard to stay motivated. And you know, but like I said, for me, it's so much better when you could say, when I finish this book, I am gonna take myself here or I'm gonna buy myself that. Like yeah, that's kind of cool if you're motivated by things or experiences, you know, yeah. everyone's different. So you have to find something that helps you. But like I would say definitely have little markers along the way showing I'm progressing. You know, because okay. sometimes when I have a big goal, mm-hmm. it can get discouraging when it seems like, oh, my God, I have what, 500 pages left versus yeah. you finished a chapter that, right. you know, and so I would definitely say you have to celebrate even the small victories, too. So. OK, that's so good. So yeah. now I want to tie it back to Single Woman Chronicles. And yeah. I, I want to ask you to speak directly to those women who are going to come see the production, yes. the play um, here, the monologues. And really, I don't even want to call it a play because I feel like yeah. it's going to really resonate as a real life thing with so many people yeah. um, to the people who are going to come hear these stories. Um, just say there's someone who's struggling and they mm-hmm. feel like, you know, I'm just, this season is too hard. You know, I thought I could do it, but maybe yeah. it's just not for me. I see people out here who, who haven't made taken these vows in singlehood who, yeah. who are not trying to just say live a life that would be pleasing to God. Just say, yeah. and they seem to be doing fine. They're doing whatever yeah. they want to do. And, and mm-hmm. life seems to be going great for them and maybe that's I need to try that way you know maybe I will be more fulfilled that way so how can what would you say to somebody who's just struggling struggling relationally 
Absolutely. So we're definitely going to, so glad you said that because we're definitely going to explore that situation because I think I will just talk about my experience personally. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it seems like people who sometimes aren't honoring God or just like you said, they just out there doing their thing in their singleness. Look like they having more fun. They like, you know, they living it up. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can appear that way, but you really never know what they're truly going with. I mean, living with or dealing with. So for example, it was a time where I, I was like, okay, I'm done with trying to live the good mm-hmm. way or, you know, pure, godly, or even just trying to have my standards or integrity. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, you know, after a while, you know, you have fun for a season, but yeah. after a while, ladies, I felt more emptier than ever. Wow. Like wow. I didn't feel better. I mean, I was fooling myself in the process, you know, mm-hmm. thinking like now I'm living like this girl, she seemed like she's having, you know, a great life and she's just having so much fun, all these men, but you're going to end up feeling lonelier than ever, you know, and more broken. So I would definitely say, you know, I know it's hard, but the wait is so worth it. Like when mm-hmm. God blesses you with that one he has for you. Yeah. You're like, okay, it was so worth it because he's going to bless you with something so much greater than what you thought was possible. Yeah. So definitely don't give up. That's so important though, what you said um, about just keeping busy and not that, you know, you want anything to become... Yeah just too much or out of balance. But I do think it's important to be intentional about your time and really stay focused on your end goal. You know what I mean? What, how would you want your marriage to look? How would you want your future to look? Yeah. And what would be the ingredients that are needed for that cake of success? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is it somebody who doesn't value the things that you value? Not that you're trying to make build a bear, (laughs) <laughs> you yeah, know I mean? right, but right. I definitely think you need to be clear on the kind of influence um, yeah. you have in your life. And that goes yeah. from friends, that goes to family, that go, certainly goes for a spouse being yeah. intentional about who you surround yourself with. And, and yeah. spouses are no exemption from that. Um, yeah. We go to bed every night, we look at it, each other every morning, but that doesn't give them a spot that they don't have to adhere to the top CEO, which will be God. So if you're serious about it, you got to stay serious about it. So can't be halfway because then you're just going to make yourself miserable. So I would say, you know, definitely just be consistent and um, just trust God and surround yourself with people who have light goals. Yeah. And I would feel like too, it does get really hard at times for real, you know, in the trenches of it, you're like, okay, I can't can't do this no more. But you definitely have to fill your life with things to bring you more joy. Like I was super busy during that time, you know, went back to school, joined a ministry, started planning trips, started, you know, doing things that are fun intentionally on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm going to Zoom, but like reading other women, hanging out, you have to have that because it's a little bit lonely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what is next for you? I know what you got, next? yeah, I know you have the big thing coming up, yes. uh, but you know, even looking farther ahead, you know, what's next for you? Any new interests? What are your goals? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, with the play, yes, we would like to tour, but also we are doing our first single and satisfied conference July of next year. Oh wow! So very excited about that. And in between the shows, we've been doing single woman empowerment. So we actually have one in Fort Wayne next week. So just empowering women, just continually to write stories. Mm -hmm. I want to continue that. So this play won't be the only one. Definitely Mm want to just continue to create stories that empower and inspire people's lives yeah yeah when you say you're having your single woman empowerment what are are, are those is that like a pop-up 
Sort yeah. Of yep. So we've been going like from city to city. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's just a pop-up event. It's about three hours. We have mm-hmm. a few speakers. Um, It's just like a pep rally for single ladies. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. So we've had a couple of them so far and we've just been going city. We just started that we were going city to city. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is so cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys be sure to uh, connect with Shabria. Actually, I want you to tell people how they can connect with you online yes. and how they can get tickets to the show. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so you can follow me on all social media at Sharbria Shine, um, Sharbria.com, my website. But for tickets, it would be Sharbria.com backslash SWC the stage play. So Sharbria.com backslash SWC the stage play. So awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm going to let you go. But first, I want to thank you for still speaking to women in this way to single women because you are married now yeah and, and I've seen it happen where you know we have strong ministries and then we get what we want to get <laughs> and we're done <laughs> what we've right? been waiting for and it kind of dries up you know but yeah. you have not been that way you're still yeah. speaking you're still empowering you're still motivating and still building up so I just want to say thank you for your consistency and and having a genuine heart for for women thank you so much thanks for having me <laughs> absolutely Hey, hey, friends, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Sharbria Shine. She sees a need, she has a passion, and so she creates opportunities for herself to get it done. And that is what I love. So I'm definitely looking forward to her show, Single Woman Chronicles. In the meantime, you can also check out her podcast. It's called Max Out Girl Podcast. And I feel like I said this on the last episode. If you're truly a creative, you need to create. It's, it's therapeutic. So if you find yourself in a rut, try reading. Reading gives you language to things. And when we read something, we naturally see it in our mind. You know, I'm a believer that language shapes thought. And so sometimes we know what it is, we can feel it, we can sense it, but we just haven't put a language around it yet. So reading and doing research helps us um, to identify those things that we maybe want to produce. So read something just to get those those wheels spinning and um, get those juices flowing. But don't wait for an opportunity. If you want to be a writer, write. I feel like Whoopi Goldberg and Sister Act (laughs) 2, they were going through some back and forth and Rita just felt like, uh, you know, she was struggling to find her identity, you know, as a singer. She said, you know what? If you wake up in the morning and you can't think of anything but singing first, then you're a singer. It's as simple as that. If you wake up in the morning and that's at the top of your mind and you have all these ideas and all this passion, just do it. You don't have to wait for a cosign. You don't have to wait for permission. You don't have to wait to get noticed by your mentor or the people that you admire from afar. Know who you are before the opportunity comes so that you can be prepared. All right, that's all I have for today. We'll talk really soon. Thank you for listening and watching.